and welcome again to Podcast in the Woods. As always, I am your host, Boomer. And joining me today is a very, very special guest. And I know that I have been hinting at some some big things, but I managed not to spoil anything for once in my entire life. So joining me today is Jill Gavargazian. And I and I'm hoping I'm saying that that correctly because I am notoriously terrible with names, but uh or Jill Six, that's that, that's much easier. And you know, <laughs> the founder of Six Tape Productions and director of The Stylist. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on. And you nailed the performance. Normally, someone asks me to say it at like ten times before we start <laughs> the recording, and you just got it. You must have been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Behind, behind the scenes. Yeah. That's a little behind the scenes. Yes. I was practicing for quite a bit before we, well, thank you. we started. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this out because yeah, my, I, I, I understand that. Yeah, my name is extremely hard to say. Uh, that's part of the reason why I am boomer. So people don't have to mess with my name at all. <laughs> so, so I get that. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. I, and like I said, I'm so, I'm so happy to have you here today. And I, I did want to ask, uh, you know, as the, the founder of, six tape productions which is extremely clever by the way how did how did that come how did that come about well um it's a great crazy long thing of six always being my favorite number since i was a really little girl i think it must be because my birthday is february 6th i don't like remember the first reason why i decided this was like my lucky number um but then it just kept my love for it kept growing as i got older and i learned the like devil connection and made me people were like that shouldn't be your lucky number which made me just the rebel in me was like it is and then nikki six i discovered older in life and like it just became more destined to me that this number was my number i started going by jill six just as a nickname and actually a, a writer named abby stutzer wrote an article about me in a local newspaper and they named it Six Tape, the article. And I was like, that's the coolest spin on the name. I, and I was like, I want it. Can I use this for my production name? <laughs> and really, so it was, it was Abby who named my company. But I, I wanted to keep, keep Six in my branding, in my film somehow without it being my like director name. I wanted to use my real name. So right. just kind of connecting it all. But yeah, I, I thought that was so clever. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> That's perfect. That's that's amazing when like little things like that just just seem to work out. That's uh, yeah, that is so cool. I yeah, I didn't I had I didn't have any idea, uh, you know, because I I would always say you know I know your your Twitter handle is like at Jill Six and and I'm like what? and then the 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 name of the company I'm like that that that's really cool but I had no clue where where that came <laughs> from but yeah the, just a little serendipity that works that's that's awesome. So yeah. let's let's go all the way all the way back to to little Jill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you remember the the first horror movie that you ever watched, or or at least the the first one that had kind of an impact on you know you as a director now, or or just of your love of the genre? I wish that I could remember exactly the first one. I remember when I was like very young too young to be watching them but that's when you should start watching them when your parents aren't listening or watching not that i'm really giving that advice um <laughs> i would rent them when i was only like nine years old with a friend when her parents weren't really looking at what we were doing and um so the first couple very different films that i remember so well watching at that age were Candyman, which still one of my favorite oh, horror yeah. movies of all time and which i you know such a 
for the title is as a little kid, you think it's something else and it's a very serious film that I probably didn't understand completely until I was an adult in the Dr. Giggles on the totally opposite end, um, which I also still love, but very different movies. And it's funny, Dr. Giggles is kind of in that genre of these early nineties slashers about like professions. That's where the stylist kind of started to come to my mind. I was like, how is there not already a movie like in that era? about a hairstylist killer like the doc dr giggles we have the dentist we have the landlady there's lots of those kind of the something right and i'm like we need that of the hairstylist <laughs> that's incredible is that is that where the i mean is that kind of where some of the idea came from because it it seems like you know just just watching it because i'm, I'm a huge fan of of like jallo and so it, you know, it seems uh, not, not that, you know, it has like a, a mis, you know, a mystery element or anything to it, but um, it, it just seems, you know, with the use of color and, and the, you know, the musical, the score to it just seems like there, there's a little bit of Jallo influence there. Yeah. So I was just wondering, um, you know, if, what, what the influences were for the stylist. There's a lot of influence, I think, in that sense, more visually and how we, you know, approach the design of the movie, which I almost think was a, like a generational of filmmakers being inspired by a film more because I was more inspired by I feel like younger filmmakers who were inspired by Giallo and um but really really it started because I'm still a hairstylist I work do that full time still and one day it just dawned on me that there wasn't a hairstylist killer movie at all I mean Sweeney Todd does not count that's no. the only thing anyone brings up <laughs> right and I'm like how is this not a thing and I was it was very early in my filmmaking. I only had started to make one short film. And I was thinking along those lines of like low budget, no budget filmmaking. Like, what do you have access to? What do you know? What do you like have that's unique that can raise your production value? And so it just all came from that. Like I am a hairstylist. I can multiple salons. I could probably shoot in easily. I know the subject and I understand it. And I was like, and I can make it in a way that like, I thought it was cool that other hairstylists would be able to watch it. And hopefully know that a hairstylist must have made it because you see movies up about professions that are so like the details aren't right. Right. And I just I w- wanted them to be as right as they could be in a movie. I understand once we started to make it, I kind of understood why people don't make movies about hairstylists. The <laughs> continuity is really, really a pain in the ass. But yeah, the, it's all over the place. It started with just like, how does this not exist? And then it kind of became a mix of a Texas chainsaw. For me, she was like a Leatherface-esque character, like wearing the skin of others, becoming like that person whose skin it is at the most like simplest start of it. And, but developing it, we really like were inspired by like psychological thrillers, like, you know, stuff like single white female or going back to like a lot of Brian De Palma thrillers, which visually it's also really inspired by his style too. It's like we're all over the place, really. <laughs> yeah, I could now. Now, now that you say that, I could see that with the split screen. Uh, you know, the use of split screen and all that—that's that's phenomenal. I never even put that together, but and I love that. Yeah, you just you know write what you know, and it makes things it makes things so much easier. And then you know just trying to yeah just trying to pull out ideas from something that you're not familiar with. That's that's uh, fantastic because yeah, if you would have asked me. Uh, you know, would you be interested in seeing a movie about, uh, you know, a, a hairstylist that's a little bit unhinged? <laughs> I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if I would be reaching for that, you know, to, to begin with, or, uh, you know, if, if I would think it, you know, kind of like The Dentist is not really a serious movie, but The Stylist yeah. very much is. 
uh, and it's 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 brilliant and and so yeah that's i, I love <laughs> that you. you know you take things that, that that you know and then mold it into you know what your creative <laughs> I, you know creative ideas are that's that that's phenomenal phenomenal i love that so how Thank did you, you get started in filmmaking uh and and also like so you know horror, horror podcast that the stylish knows is, is is a horror did you always want to make a, a film in horror or did you just kind of fall into it or how did, how did that how did that work i um well i've always i know definitely always loved horror and all things scary in any way <laughs> since i was so as young as i can remember but with filmmaking it's not something I thought I could do in any serious way until I was in my like late twenties. And I went to a horror convention, the first big horror convention I ever went to. And I met some filmmakers there and then went to see their films. And it was like, I think that realization that like real people make movies. It's not just this yeah. like way out of touch. Like you have to be in Hollywood or like already a millionaire to do it. I think it was something I thought was like, out of reach for a, a regular person just never dawned on me I didn't like a lot of things in the arts my in my life but nothing never thought of trying to make a real film and it was that and then I started a screening series here in Kansas City that we did monthly for a long time and spe specifically showed independent horror mostly and through all the filmmakers I met just get, got more and more inspired and then worked my way onto some sets and then my friend Eric Havens had a script and I asked I was like can I attempt to direct this I don't even know what that means yet yeah. <laughs> and then I just went for it and that was my first short called call girl right um and I just was like this is everything I love in one I like grew up playing music and dancing and just playing a fashion and hair and performance and it just like all makes sense it's like every art form in is in filmmaking somewhere you know yeah, that's that that that's really that's so neat. So, who were some of your in, inspirations? Maybe growing up, or you know, you like you said, you kind of you know, you kind of found your way in your in your late twenties. Uh, but who were you know some of the people that you kind of kind of looked to to say, oh, you know, that's I, I want to be doing things, you know, kind of along those lines. It's interesting growing up. You know, I don't know. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. I knew that I was like. I always had like a big vision for myself, but I didn't know yet what that meant. And um, but I don't know. I just really looked up to people who like just went after what they wanted. But once it came down to film, I'm really inspired by filmmakers who are like really disciplined and um, really take the time to craft something and put the like small details into it. Cause it's, I think it's easy to be so excited about the thing you're making that you rush it. And um, so I'm really inspired by filmmakers like it's a huge one, but like David Fincher is really known for like every detail, like you oh, don't yeah. move the camera unless you can explain why you're moving it. And he's made me that way. I'll review to my DP. I'm like, we're not going to move. Why are we moving the camera right now? <laughs> like yeah. I'll be, like I, I just want to be really disciplined and really have a, a motivation for every tiny thing. I don't, I, I like films, everything to have a reason and not just be done because it looks cool. Um, so I'm just really inspired by, I just went on a rant without talking about specific people. No, no, <laughs> David no, Fincher. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. And yeah, I mean, I, I noticed a lot of that, you know, there's, 
and the word that kept coming coming to my mind as I'm as I'm watching some of this because there are beautiful shots in this in this film. There are you know close ups and, and different things. Or it's like oh I could I could frame that and and put that on my wall. But the you know the word that that kept just coming back to me was intention. You know there's there's like intention and thought behind behind all these things. And so you know kind of like you were talking about like David Fincher about how he has you know he has a way that he operates. And so that's something that I will never be good at. I I I'm I am not under any illusion that I have the ability to become <laughs> a, a filmmaker of, of that magnitude or you know at, at this level. Um, so I was I was wondering like is that is that something that's that's difficult setting up those those shots in a way that makes sense for the story in a way that you know still looks good but you know that that you know flows with the narrative. I don't. I don't know that I think it's difficult. It's just that it takes the, like the discipline to make sure you have the the time to 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 set all of that up. Because if you haven't put all that, the pre production is the most important time of the film, I think. And um, you've set so much up that like, although you know shooting the film should already be planned out, and then you have the option to switch stuff on the day because you already have this, you know, like map that is certain that it will work. Um, like we were lucky on a film like this when you're in, independent, you have more time on like a bigger budget. They might say like, you're shooting this film in four weeks. And that's pretty, in I can't imagine that. <laughs> but um, cause we spent like six months putting the film together. And that was after like writing it for years and thinking about it for years. And it's the same, it started as a short film and it's the same crew. So it's like my director of photography and production designer they both been thinking about the look of the film for years. And, um, but when it came down to actually making it, we were very intense about it. Like I made a, not just like a lookbook, but it had detailed rules for like the camera. I decided with my cinematographer, Robert Stern, like why we did what we did and, and what it would mean. Like we zoom because of this, we have like tracking because of this, we are static because of this reason. Um, so it's like, we stick to the rules but we're allowed to break them every once in a while if we want but then so everything does have a meaning like we're only zooming on claire when like she's paranoid and the world's closing in on her um or you know the just certain things like that that we and we we planned out a color palette really early like this is claire's color palette that'll be her clothes house partially the salon and the rest of the world is the opposite color palette including our other main character so that Claire always stood out everywhere, but we really, really put a lot of time yeah, into planning the design. So we were blocking out scenes months ahead of time in locations to plan how we'd shoot them and doing like even all these artsy fartsy things we were nervous about, <laughs> like the split screen and then like the stacking stuff of the two characters intentionally putting Bria's character on top of Najara's character, which is something you normally would avoid, place your characters so they're not on top of each other, but the idea of and becoming one in a visual language. I really nerded out about all this kind of stuff ahead of time, which was inspired by lots of films I watched in uh, pre-production. Awesome, awesome. And I was, I was, you know, speaking of of that the the short film because you know I had to, I I didn't even know the the short film existed at first, but um, you know I kind of stumbled upon the stylist last year on iTunes, so I one of my favorite movies is dream home. And so I, I downloaded iTunes because I was going on a business trip and, or, um, 
dream home because I was going on a business trip. And so I was downloading a few things to, to take with me. And then one of the suggestions was the stylist. I'm like, well, I've never nice. heard of this, you know, but it, I'm like, well, if it, you know, it's kind of like in the same, same vein or same feeling, you know, then, oh, okay, you know, I'll check this out. It was just absolutely blown away. So normally I like to keep my thoughts close to the best for my ratings, but I absolutely love this film. It was my, my favorite <laughs> of, of last year, but did you always know um, like when, whenever you went into the short film, did you know that, that eventually you wanted to go on and make this a feature? Yeah, I did. I, even like when we were writing the short before we made it, I, the idea I thought should be a feature, but I knew at the time I needed more experience and I didn't want to do the thing where I jumped from one short film that was very, very, very simple compared to the other stuff I've done and attempt to make an hour and a half movie from like a three minute thing to and so even just from call girl to the short version of the stylist was a humongous leap and a major education um for me um so it was really just it felt like something I needed to do and it seemed like a concept that we could write in both formats and it wouldn't feel I, I hope it never felt I know some people may have the critique, but like it, it never, I never wanted to feel like a short film stretched into a feature. It was always a feature in my mind. And I was like, for the short, we can just establish who, like what she does as a killer. And cause I never wanted that to be a surprise. I was like, this is like, I want to use the dread Texas chainsaw uses. Like, you know, by the title, what's going to happen. There's no surprise, no twist, no reveal it just is. And you're just like waiting for everything horrible to happen. So I was really inspired by that idea, but yeah, it just, it was hard to go from one to the other, but always wanted to do it. And I didn't know if I'd be able to. So I'm so freaking thankful that we, we got to make it. And it's like beyond a dream come true, how it turned out. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I don't think it feels like that at all. In fact, I was, uh, I'd watched it yet. I watched it again yesterday. It's probably the fifth or sixth time that I've, I've seen the movie. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Yeah. I, I, I really <laughs> but, uh, so I'm watching, I'm watching the movie and it does that, you know, you, you spend a lot of time, uh, in the, the first beginning. I mean, there you get to things right away, but you know, you spend a lot of time with this character and getting to know uh, who she is and kind of, you know, her emotional state and all this. And, her plight and all that. And so it, it is kind of in a way a slow burn, even though that there are, you know, things that are very intense that are sprinkled in uh, here, here and there, but I never felt like this, this dragged. Like I said, in fact, I, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm, I'm sharing this, but I was in the middle of like cooking dinner and I'm like, I don't want to miss anything. So I paused <laughs> it and I'm like 30, 34 minutes into the film. And I thought it like, literally, I thought it was like 10 minutes in. I'm like, oh my goodness, it, it like flies by it really though. It's expertly, just expertly paced. I, I, I thought, and uh, you Thank know, you. but because and of this, I mean, credit it, you to know, my editor, John Pata. Yeah, he's really, <laughs> he's it's, incredible. it's really good. It's really, really, really good. Uh, yeah, the editing on this is is phenomenal. But, uh, you know, this is now on on Shutter. just just recently released a, a couple of weeks ago on Shutter. So it's starting to gain just more and more traction, like the snowball effect for this for this film is, is awesome, which is great because I've been I've been praising the praising this thing since last year. Uh, you know, on my Twitter's I'm like, hey, you know, everybody, you got to see you got to see this. This film was what, what was that like? Did you have any idea that this was going to be released on Shutter? Or what was that like when you found that out? I was so geeked out. I um, I was not informed, and this is not 
a, a slight to my distributor, but um, we're with Arrow Video, which is also a freaking major yeah. dream come true for a first film. And I feel like we've been spoiled by working with a company like that. We had this incredible special edition Blu-ray. They helped us put out a, the score on vinyl with Burning Witches Records. And we've been on Arrow's streaming channel for a year and they put us on VOD, of course, but we knew eventually the goal would be to get on more streaming platforms. I just didn't know when or where we would start. <laughs> and so I found out uh, through a friend in the press, had a press release and it listed that we were coming out on Shutter, And I was like, what? <laughs> and I immediately emailed Arrow and I was like, I'm so excited. Is this real? <laughs> and yeah, so I'm so excited. Cause it's like, like I said, we've like, you know, we've been out already for a year, but this, you know, Shudder has all this horror fanatics like me subscribe. So I knew that to be exposed to like a whole another, you know, huge chunk of the fans. And I just know how like rabid they are with everyone watching Joe Bob every Friday. And so, yeah, I was so excited and I still need to plan and announce some sort of a watch along that we're on. There. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it would be amazing. <laughs> so did you have any idea? Because even, even, when it was when it was uh, you know a smaller film when it was being released to different streaming services it was it was getting a lot of love for the critics I think when I the last time I looked at this it had like a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes which is which is <laughs> phenomenal and so whenever you finished like wrapping this up did you have any idea that that you had something special on your hands or was it like once you started getting those those accolades because I know that the short film was well received as well but did you have any idea how uh, how you know just emphatically you know praised that this would this was going to be not no well not like not praise but that sounds bad <laughs> but um when <laughs> it's weird when I was when we made the short film which I feel like the feeling carries on for me I had this feeling that we had something special, not necessarily, I don't know what that meant exactly, like what kind of success that meant, but just had this feeling. And I know that Robert Stern, my director of photography, also one of the main producers felt the same way. And it's just like something we could feel. And I haven't felt that about anything else I've made. Like this is gonna be something different in some different way. And I felt like how much it meant to me and the short did so well I couldn't believe we won 20 awards and the short was even on shutter for a couple of years um so it was actually kind of scary to make the feature because I'm like they already like the short what they don't like this version <laughs> but I was still very like a confident in it in a way that's different than other things and but yeah there's no way we could have freaking expected certain things like Ron Tomato put out like puts out a list of the ranks at the end of the year and we were at like number 11 of oh like all movies of the, horror movies of the year not all movies let's calm down <laughs> but still that's a huge and I was like I don't know if this list is accurate but I will take it <laughs> um but we ended up on quite a few best lists like Entertainment Weekly even the Academy like the Oscars has a blog they put out a horror list and we were on it and I have no freaking idea how that happened that's incredible. even my agent was like did you send it to them? Like, I don't know anybody there. I don't know what this is, but it's awesome. That is really um, neat. But yeah, it's just constantly surreal. And I'm just so grateful and feel lucky that this has all happened. That is that yeah, that is that that is really, really cool. I'm glad it's getting it's getting all that love. And 
I'm also glad that you you did mention the wardrobe because one of, one of the questions my co-host had she was like you have to ask about the wardrobe because it's it's just so beautiful but but you already you already kind of kind of explained the the thought behind that but you know getting into a little bit more the you know the technical side of of the film so all this at, at least everything that I could tell which is really good is is all practical effects and you know horror fans we we, we love yeah. our, our practical effects so was there like a, a discussion at some point whether we're we're going to go practical or whether whether we're going to use cgi or was there any kind of discussion or was it just practical all the way um we always knew we were going to do all the blood and guts and scalpings uh practically um honestly there's no freaking way we could afford to do them digitally like to make something like that look good digitally you need to hire like the best someone that costs like a gazillion dollars, <laughs> multiple people that cost a gazillion dollars. Um, plus, I mean, as a horror, yeah, as, like you said, as a horror fan, I love practical effects. Anything that can be real, anything that can be on camera is helpful. I think like for everyone, for how it feels to the viewer, how the actor reacts, everything is better if it can be there. But um there are like small visual effects, digital effects in the movie. Um, like we have a big fake neon sign flashing on a building, a stripper sign that says girls, girls, girls at one point, that's completely yeah. fake. And I even had someone okay. in Kansas city where we shot the film, ask where that sign is. And I'm like, that means it looks good. That's not real. And you know, that if that exists in Kansas city, you would know. <laughs> um, there's, um, what else do we do with visual effects? I feel like something really silly, but we added a, a couple blood spots I will call myself out where we just were like we just need some in this shot and there wasn't enough on her hand for instance like so we're just layering it on top of practical blood which I feel like that hides it it's not 100% fake you know digital things floating around right like there's something about the movement of of digital it just isn't the same you can see it but yeah it's like we even added a tiny bit of blood on her head at the very end um major spoiling our our movie magic here <laughs> but yeah we had to what in the hell i feel like we removed something crazy but i can't remember what it was <laughs> but yeah you wouldn't believe the tiniest things and i don't know how how much time it took for someone to make this sign in the background of like one shot now i know why these like huge you know half digital marvel movies they'll have like the visual effects section is like employed like 5,000 people like, yeah it's for a real team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need that they have to work frame by frame in these movies that's insane <clears throat> yeah I mean anytime and I mean like you said I I had I had no idea that there were any visual effects you know in, in it as far as like you know computer generated stuff so that yeah it, apparently it was it was so well done yeah that it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unnoticeable because yeah I thought it was it was all practical so that's that's awesome and it, you're right you're right about that you're uh you know, anytime that that you have or that you use like, you know, practical effects, it just it, there's just something there's more believability in it. And so yeah, I'm very happy with the with the way it turned out it just looks, it looks so good. Um, and, you know, one, I, I did also want to say like this, this movie, and one of the reasons why it was probably, I mean, well, I won't say probably it was it was like my favorite film of last year was because it affected me on such like a visceral and emotional level like I'm, I'm watching this movie and i know that claire is doing all these terrible things but at the same time like i'm relating to her and i just wanted her to be okay because it, it's it's weird to explain and i can't tell you why but it was like i wanted her to be okay 
because if she's okay, then I know that I'm going to be okay. And I don't know why it affected, <laughs> I don't know why it affected me in, in, in that, you know, in that way, but it was, it was so powerful to me. Um, but where did that character come from? Like, hey, where did you get the, you know, the idea of, you know, her character and the things that, that, you know, that affect her, whether it's, you know, isolation or loneliness or, you know, the things that she's dealing with in, in her past, where did that character come from? Well, that is, that is a deep question. <laughs> um, sorry, when I laugh at you saying that it's because I like get so much joy out of people connecting to her so much. And I laugh because she is also a, a, a killer. <laughs> but yeah. That was my whole dream that it, people would still be able to feel for her. And um, this is what, and one way, this is my like very extreme over the top way of kind of like making a comment on that and how we, like as society so easily can call someone a monster and write them off without understanding the depth of their humanity and like what led them to whatever monstrous thing they maybe have done. Um, I don't think that excuses doing something like killing people or something else, but that it's, I just don't think that things are black and white and that conversations should be much deeper about things it's even connected to like cancel culture the way we hear one thing about somebody and then like just throw them in a fire like we don't believe in redemption ever anymore or anything or or understanding people and I'm like so I'm really passionate about that both in like real life and with characters and stories I've always loved like really complicated characters like I love like a film like Sling Blade is one of my favorites for instance which isn't horror but it could be from one perspective and oh yeah um you know films that are kind of like anti-hero stories not literally superhero but you know like i i view maniac as an anti-hero story may right. may was a big influence on this film um but yeah she's i think a lot of the detail stuff is like a lot of me like i'm a very anxious person I don't feel like I'm lonely like her, but I feel like we can all relate to loneliness. And um, one thing in her, and it was also a super over the top way of saying it, but her her scalping and trying to be feel how someone else feels, it's kind of like a big metaphor for how we all try to escape and avoid what we really should be looking at internally and addressing. And we keep masking it. And that eventually we learn that does not, actually you know fix anything and so that's kind of what I was trying to say with her and her own like self-sabotage that she doesn't get get out of at any point right yeah I mean that's she oh, tries to but fails so yeah it was always set out to be like a tragedy I'm a hopeful person for real but I love tragic stories as well <laughs> I, I do too yeah I don't know what what it is about that but yes so I'm I'm a very positive person like most of the time but like for whatever reason, like I enjoy very nihilistic stories. And, you yeah. know, I thought this one, yeah, it was just because of that, because, and I like, it was funny because, and not in a bad way, but I could tell where this, where this movie was going and, you know, and it was like, I couldn't look away and, you know, I just wanted it to end in any other way. Yes. <laughs> and I was so happy it did. I was, you know, not that that's a bad thing. Like I was, I was so overjoyed that, you know, that it wrapped up in, in the way that it does. But, um, you know, because I think, you know, if, if it had gone in a different direction, it kind of would have taken away from, you know, some of the other things, some of the other themes and, and the things that were explored before that. So I thought it was phenomenal, but it was just like, I was so invested 
in 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 her character that it was like I I was willing it to you know for everything <laughs> to work out. So that's that's awesome. And now you know we, now that we've got all heavy and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more question for you. <laughs> so. The stylist is 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 showing at uh, you know a movie theater whether it's a, you know an indie film or you know we we, we pick this up that we get somebody you know that, that distributes this. What movie theater snack are you are you reaching for? What movie theater snack? Um, I've always been a Sour Patch Kids go to you know, but then on the other side there's the popcorn and milk duds combo. Yeah. So it's like I have to decide: am I in the mood for the sweet? And salty or sour <laughs> awesome awesome well again um man this is this has been just awesome i love I, I loved getting the opportunity to, to pick your brain but before we get off here i do want to give you uh the opportunity to talk about anything else that you have uh coming up is you know do, what what other projects are on the horizon for six tape and and yourself yeah um well i'm working on writing a few things that i want to keep hush hush right now but I'm also helping produce my friend John Pattis film, who he edited the stylist. It's called Black Mold. We shot it in March. It was a hell lot of fun. We shot in all these old, abandoned, incredibly scary buildings. And it's about a photographer who's just landed a big showing at an art gallery. And her thing is to photograph abandoned buildings. And they've gotten access to this one they've always wanted to get into. And things get fucked up from there, of course. Um, but it's like a lot of the same team from the stylist and we're hoping to have it on track to start festivals early next year. And it was crazy inspiring to be back on set. It, it lit a fire under my ass. I'm like, Jill, you need to get your stuff ready now. You want to be back on set like this directing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we will be looking forward to that. And again, uh, I do want to say thank you so much one more time. This has been an absolute dream uh, to to have you, you on the show. This is yeah, this is this is so incredible. So thank you for for coming out in the woods with me for uh, a few minutes to talk about uh, this wonderful movie that I love and I do. I wish you all the best and uh, all the luck in the world on your your future projects. And I I cannot wait to see what you got coming up next. Thank you so much. Groovy. Well, welcome back for part two of the stylist episode. It is uh, good to have you. Thank you all for joining us on this very, very special episode. And I am joined by my co-host, Gabby. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am doing phenomenally. I got off work a little bit early today, uh, got some stuff knocked out. And so I am, man, I'm feeling, I'm Feeling good. I'm feeling spry. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about uh, the stylist. And so let's 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 go ahead and just hop right into this. Why did I pick the stylist? And so I'll just go and the the listeners have heard. I, so I won't I won't go too in depth on on my first experience with this. But I stumbled upon this last year, pretty much after they started dropping it on the streaming services. It was a suggestion on another movie that I was downloading for for a trip that I was taking. And every time that I go on on these trips, I'll download a couple of movies to, to take with me just in case uh, I'm not my Internet sucks or something because I've been to hotels and you know how that is like you get the Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi is just shit. And so <laughs> you're stuck in this hotel. You can't watch anything. It's like, damn it. So I've learned my lesson. And so every time that I'll, I, I have to I have to travel, 
I'll end up downloading a couple of things. And so this was one of the suggestions on a movie that I already enjoyed. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check this out. And man, I'm so, I'm so glad I did. Cause it absolutely blew me away when I, when I watched it, because I mean, as you know, I don't, I, I don't watch trailers for the most part. So I kind of stay away from those. And so going into this movie, I had no idea what to expect and I really enjoyed it. So I can't, I can't remember if you had seen this one. I know we talked about it a little bit before when we picked it. Um, so how did you first come upon The Stylist? Um, you said you wanted to review it for the show. Oh, so, so this is the first time watch for you. Yes, but I've watched it twice. Okay, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. Okay, great. Um, so first time watch, obviously, you then you didn't get to watch or you had, you know, no inkling that there was or maybe you did. I don't know that there was a short film out there. Um, had have you got to watch the short film since then? I have not. Okay, well, you're you're not I'll tell you, like, at this point, uh, you're not missing a whole lot because the the short film of the stylist is basically like the opening of this film. Okay. So Okay. Yeah, it's 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 like 15 minutes long. It's it's a little, you know, it's it's a little bit more reserved than than the actual film. But basically what it is is it's the uh, the cold opening for for this film. So that, you know, like I said, you're not you're not missing a whole lot if if you hadn't seen that. And we we can hop right into that. So this is well, okay, before I do that and um so first impressions. So first impressions of of the stylist like what what did what did you think going into this? Did you know what to expect? Like whether this was going to be goofy or whether it was going to be serious? Um, did you have any um, idea what you were in for? I had no idea, but within the first like 10 minutes, I knew that it was going to be serious. I knew that it was going to be psychological. Um, but other than that, I had no idea where okay. it was going to go. And it went to the greatest places ever. Yes. Yeah, there are, are definitely lots of uh, twists and turns as we as we follow the character. Um, I just Claire. have to say, I am so, after watching this, especially after my second watch, I am so jealous of you that you got to talk to her. <laughs> I'm so bummed that I couldn't be there because yeah. I have a lot of questions. Oh, well, uh, eventually, hopefully, we, we will uh, we'll get her uh, back on the back on the show in the not too distant future and you could we could we could hash those uh hash those out along with uh, talking about a, a different movie that, episode be... that nobody wants to listen to because it's going to be completely all about everything that i want oh that's fine <laughs> well i mean it's <laughs> i mean you could i'll let you win that's that's fine i, I could sit there and and uh and listen to you talk about this this movie before we get into whatever it is that we're going to be talking about that would be that would be awesome and yeah um that that was uh, a blast. That was an absolute blast and a dream come true to be able to talk to Jill Six. That was uh, that was incredible. Um, so and cool. yeah, yeah. So Jill, if you're listening, thank you again for for uh, for doing that for coming on on this humble program, uh, my little shit show, like I, I like to like to call it. And uh, yeah, that was that was just a, such a, such an honor. <laughs> I know that well the quality has continued to go up since you've been on. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> uh, we're we're hitting our stride now. <laughs> Before I was kind of meandering in the dark. 
but <laughs> we got a little bit of direction now. So yeah, you're keeping me honest, keeping me, keeping me in check. So it's not just me rambling about some weird shit uh, that just come pop, <laughs> like, you know, comes and pops up into my mind. Your penis often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to stay off that this episode. I'm going to be... <laughs> Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know how I end up doing that, but I ended up backing into that somehow every, every single time. But this time, I am going. We're going to get through this uh, without talking about dicks. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so that cold opening, huh? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. But good. yes, I. It hooks it's, you it's, from it's the amazing. beginning. Completely. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. And one of the things that stuck out to me from it, I mean it's 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 really good and we'll kind of we'll kind of break it down just a little bit. But I love getting my hair cut. I I don't know about about you, but there's just something so satisfying about going to like the the barber shop or the salon or something, you know, it's it's like one of the little joys that you know it just brings me a little bit of happiness to sit there and you know i don't i don't know it's not like it you know it, it feels good or something but this is something just so satisfying about about you know that experience and so you know i go from you know happy to disturbed in just a a couple of seconds in in this opening and it is uh it, it's phenomenal like you said you know it sets you up for you know, for what's what's to come. And yeah, yeah you get, uh, you know, a murder within the, the first first few minutes of the film. And I really enjoyed the the interaction between, you know, the, the two characters here, Claire and, you know, the woman that comes in to get her haircut. What did you yeah. think about, you know, the, the cold opening and, and what stuck out to you about that? I think that it sets Claire up as a reserved person and a shy person, but you don't realize until she kills the woman that she's also a psycho. I mean, like you don't realize that she's fucking crazy and it really does well. I don't know what, obviously I've never been to a barbershop, but um, you know how obsessed I am with my hair. And I'm very regular with my hairdresser and it is so real. Like that's exactly what it's like to go to the salon and sit in the chair. And so it's so real until you get to that and you're like, oh God. And my first thought with that was like, does my hairdresser want to like kill me? <laughs> Yep. Whatever you do, if your hairdresser offers you wine, just go ahead and pass on that. <laughs> she drink champagne at the hairdresser a lot. So I think I'm going to switch to hot tea. <laughs> yeah. No, no more. You know what? I will just bring my own beverages to yeah. <laughs> like the next time I go, like, wait a minute, this place is emptying out really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that it was, it was, it was very, um, just judging from my experience, especially when you go to a stylist for the first time, that conversation is very, it felt very natural. Yeah. Like the, the back and forth and the acting in this movie is fucking superb. 
I mean, every person in this movie is so good. And that was one of the first impressions that I got was this is going to be really well acted, whether or not I like it. But then I ended up liking it. So, yay. Yeah, that's something I didn't even have in my notes. But yes, the the dialogue in this is 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 really good. It just feels like, yeah, just two people having like a real conversation. And I've been yeah. there, you know, where my, my barber or something will ask me something and I'm just fucking rambling on about, you know, bullshit, you know, uh, while, while they're, they're doing my hair. And I've, I've really never, never thought about that, but yeah, it's, it's so, uh, you know, you it's just so organic. That, like if you pay attention to what you talk to your hairdresser about, that's like stuff that you wouldn't tell your best friend. Yeah. You know, or I, I mean, I went yesterday to get my hair done. I mean, I mean, when you think about it, it's somebody that you don't really know them, but somehow you just automatically trust them, which right. makes it scarier what she does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, right, right from the beginning, like you said, I was hooked and it's not just because of the storytelling and the dialogue, but the, the shot composition in this is fucking superb yeah. so when whenever they pan like you get that low wide shot yes. of of her doing the hair it's just like the cinematography in this is gorgeous it's so subtle and it's yeah. so subtly done it's not like like in your face uh beautiful cinematography even though it is but it just it would works so well so whether it's, it's dreamlike yeah yeah it, it is. And, you know, so I'm getting like all these different vibes, you know, like, well, uh, from, you know, the, the scalping and stuff like that, you know, I'm getting like maniac vibes, but, you know, with the cinematography and, you know, we kind of kind of talked about it in the interview, you get some of those uh, some of the split screenshots that are reminiscent of Brian De Palma and, yeah. and some of these things. But what I love about it is it's not just homage or it's not just something that, you know, that she's taking and and using it in her film but you know she makes she makes everything her own like there's Absolutely. all these little techniques that she yeah. does and you know i'm a fucking i'm a sucker when it comes to beautiful films i i god that just oh it hits all it hits all the bells for me and <laughs> this is one gorgeous film and is that is that something that like that draws you in like it like it does me or is that just oh, yeah. kind of part of the whole experience for you no no, I think that I can't think of anything specific, but there are so many movies that could have been a little bit better or could have been a little bit worse, depending on the cinematography itself. Like you can have a great story, you can have great characters, but there's something about a really pretty movie that immediately just grabs me. And whether I leave that movie liking it or not, I can always appreciate a beautiful film and this movie was just it was so gorgeous it was almost like especially when she's washing hair and when she's actually doing hair this movie is very like sensual it's just it's very I don't know the word for it. I mean it, it's just everything about this movie is it's exactly what I would hope for in cinematography and I think that every single horror director and mainstream director in the world could like learn something from her. Uh, and that leads me like directly actually into, into the next, into the next question I, I had for you. Cause you talked about 
the you know the sensualness of some of the scenes where where she's doing hair so did you know before before watching this or before we were talking that the the director was actually a hairstylist no but i think that if you hadn't told me and i went into this not knowing i would have been able to pick up on that i mean you can tell yeah in movies, when somebody's getting their hair done, you can tell that the actor has no idea and the director had no idea how to direct them. <laughs> but you can really tell in this one. Yeah, they're just like. Yeah, yeah, like they're holding the hair out here and the hair dryer <laughs> over here. Like, yeah, that doesn't work. But this, you could really tell. It's going that... to town with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, and I, yeah, I, I, I love that. And that, that's kind of why, like every time that, that you would do, like you would get the close-ups of just something like as simple as somebody getting like hairspray, you know, uh, put in their hair or something like that. It's, it's, it's just so well done. And you could tell like, I mean, her having this type of background just really adds to the authenticity of this, of this yeah. movie. And I, I love it that, you know, and we, again, we kind of talked about it in the interview a little bit, but I love it when people right from an experience that they have. So yeah. not just, and, and I mean, you could write about anything. I mean, obviously there are people that don't have experiences with ghosts or, or serial killers or stuff like that. And they still manage to craft a really well done story, but it, there's, there's just something really special and you can tell the love that is put into something when yeah. it's, it's a profession or it's something that you really care about. And it is, and so you said that was, that was something that definitely stuck out to you um, as, as well. So you go to a barber, right? Do they wash your hair there? Whenever, whenever I go, it just depends on on what I'm doing at the time. So if I'm if I'm going somewhere afterward, then yes, I'll 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 get my hair washed. I'll have them put some pomade or something in, in my hair. But if I'm going straight home, it's like I, I don't really mess with it. I could just get my hair cut and, and go. But I do love that though. I do. Did there, this not make something. you want to get your hair washed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. I know. I like, as soon as I watched this, I'm like, I was checking cause I'm like, yeah, I could get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted so bad to call and schedule a blowout just to have somebody wash my hair. I, yeah, I actually, I actually made, made an appointment after, uh, after watching this movie yesterday, <laughs> I like made an appointment to get my haircut like next week. I'm like, oh, I, need, I, I could, I could go for some, some of that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, this movie just hits me in so many feels. It's, it's, it's awesome. So we'll go, we'll, we'll continue along. So after, after murdering and scalping this, this customer she has, she goes home and she, she puts on that scalp and right here again, like with the cinematography, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. But when, when you get that scene in her basement where she's got, you know, her layer, her setup, I knew that I was in for something special because yeah, absolutely there was all these range of emotions that that just go across her her face in this like she's you know she she wanted something that that she you know can't have or perceive or perceives that she can't have yeah and everything that she goes through is is just brilliant it's yeah. it's so well done and again I, I keep coming back to it but it's 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 subtle the like the the changes are are subtle now the the emotions that she's going through are are right there and are very very strong but like the when she just flips you know from from one to an, another it's 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 just so quick and it's it's awesome so you talked a little bit about the acting but what did you think about the character of of claire and uh, najara townsend's portrayal of her 
Well, okay, let's start with Claire. Um, I want to give her a hug. I mean, she's one of the saddest characters I think I've ever seen in a movie that, I mean, she, she has like the sadness that she wears on her sleeve, but I don't think that she realizes how sad she looks. And she pushes all of that down. And then you see the rage that she replaces the sadness with. And it's, she's so layered. Like there's, there's so many things. The character herself, I mean, you see throughout the movie, I don't know that there's much character development for her, um, except, I mean, if you count that she completely loses it. Um, but you don't really see a lot of that. I mean, what you see from the beginning to the end is somebody who just really, truly wants to belong and wants to be loved. And I don't think that very many people could not feel for her because we all feel that way. Right. You know, I mean, especially if you've never experienced something like acceptance. She wants to be accepted. And that's that makes that makes you sad for her. And as far as the acting, she deserves every award ever. I mean, every single emotion that she has in that movie is on her face. Except for when she flips out just a couple times. It's not she's not raging the entire time, but you can tell when she's raging when she's not outwardly. The way that she I mean, display those emotions in her eyes. That's unbelievable. Like just a small twitch of her cheek. Like you can tell that something has shifted. And that is, I mean, that deserves applause. And for, for a character to be written so well and then to find an actress who fits that character so well, it's genius. Yeah, I love how nuanced, like you, like you were saying, like how nuanced that this character is both written and portrayed. Like something like at the very beginning where she's walking down the street and, you know, she's just looking at these these different women. Like, I mean, she's, you know, like going through her head because there's just this compulsion inside of her. And you're right. Yeah, I mean, we we have this this experience or, or we have, you know, this journey with this broken character who, yes, she, just that's such a good word for her. Yeah. Right. She's broken. Yeah. Because so she bad. just, she just wants, you know, acceptance. She just wants to connect with somebody, but she doesn't know how to go ab about that. And she, and she doesn't know how, even when it, when it happens, she doesn't know how to accept it. It's uh, so tragic. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's so good. And you're, you're right, like she runs the gamut from, you know, the compulsion to self deprecation, and then like just absolute mania, and then, you know, eventually self destruction. And it's, yeah. it's so it's so heartbreaking. And all the acting in this movie, not not just her, she's she's great. But Brie Grant is great, even like the little the, the side characters, the characters yeah. that you're supposed to hate the like the little bitchy characters at the party. No, I hate <laughs> you know? them. 
Yeah. And you're supposed to, they, they you know, yeah, everybody's doing, to. doing such a good job. Do, yeah. do, do people really talk like that? Like, oh, you're yes. such a bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just driving me nuts. I'm like, I hate you so much. <laughs> that not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that scene specifically when they're talking shit, I have had that happen to me so many times that I was almost in tears for Claire having to sit and listen to that because there are very few things in this world that are worse than people being nice to your face and having nothing nice behind your back. I mean, it's terrible. Right. And I mean, you're supposed to hate the bad guy. Claire is the bad guy. She's just murdering people, but I can't bring myself to feel anything but sympathy for her the whole thing yeah and that's i mean that's a testament to how um just how well-rounded that that this person is because yeah. yes i you know you don't you know and this is this is really if you you know technically is a slasher flick i mean it is oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very it's very you know it's very artistic it's very well done but at its core i mean you've got the stalking you, you know, you have uh, a body count in this in this literal movie. scalping, right? Ugh. You have an unstoppable, you know, an unstoppable force in in her own way, and so you got a slasher flick. But I've never like in a movie <laughs> identified so much with the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's like yeah. I said, just a testament of how of how well done it is. And not only is that is that awesome, but like the mix of awkward comedy in this movie yeah is so spot on it's so good and so natural like when she goes into the coffee shop and notices like the blood on her shoes yes <laughs> like <laughs> i was just cracking up at, at that point like, like that's just amazing or like that that one line at the hardware store where the guy's like uh you know she's buying stuff and the guy at the hardware store is like is this to keep someone in or to keep someone out and like she just sits there for a second he's like that's a joke. And she's like, to keep someone out, definitely to keep someone out. <laughs> <laughs> her timing, her timing on everything was perfect. Everything, even the, like the comedy, the anger, the sadness, all of it. I mean, this actress, I mean, what's her name? Najara Townsend. Oh, love her. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, she's she is she's so good. And in, she's in a this redhead. Role. Yeah. I love a redhead. So extra points for Gabby for being for being a redhead. <laughs> if, it, if she wasn't already good, then that just takes her right over right I over mean, the just, top. Uh, over the top. Well, right after, you know, like you get that the coffee shop scene and then she's walking down the street, and then you get that the you know, that wonderful score that that kicks in. And you know that plays that that same kind of theme. I mean, they you know there there are little differences here and there, but I love how it's just so simple and it's like it's suitably haunting. It's 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 so well applied. It's just like what what did you think about the the score of this of this film? It was beautiful. It was beautiful, and it went along with everything perfectly. I don't think that you could find a more perfect film for what it does. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, like you keep asking me questions about like, how's the acting? How's the cinematography? How's the score? It's all perfect. Yeah. I mean, what she set out to do, she did it and then some. Especially right. because I'm super critical. I hate everything. I loved this movie. Yeah. So this movie is over an hour and a half. And I know, I know your thing about hour and if it's not, if it it's not an hour and a like, half. It felt like 70 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Like I, I was watching this the How other day and I've it? seen it's, it's an hour and 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. And that's what I, that's, that's what I was <laughs> wow. like. I didn't, I didn't realize it either until, so I'm watching it and I had to take a break to go do something. And I'm thinking that I'd been watching the movie for like 10 minutes. Like I'm thinking, yeah. I'm literally thinking like I've, I've been watching this for 10 minutes and I go back and hit play. I'm 34 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Like the, the pace of, of this film is so good. And I've seen some of the, like, you know, the negative, I mean, this has really, really high scores Ooh, from sure. the, the critics and yes and absolutely but there yeah. are like a, a couple of you know a couple of nitpicks from a couple of people and they were talking about how it, it just feels a little long uh you spend a little too much time with the character or the pacing i'm like you can go get fucked because that I mean that's what Seriously. makes the movie so brilliant yes yes everybody that hates that movie that's listening right now i'm mad at you you don't get it watch it again because I really, really, really loved it the first time I watched it, but the second time, oh my God. Watch it again. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole point is that you're growing, you know, that you're you're getting to know, you know, th this person. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if, you know, if, if she just doesn't go off the rails and just start murdering people left and right or, you know, stalking kids at a camp yeah, or something. That's the thing. If you're a true horror fan, and I'm not saying anything against anybody who loves horror, I'm not, we all have our things and I'm not judging anybody, but I'm saying that if you're a true horror fan, you can find the horror in anything. And that's the thing with this movie is that, I mean, parts of it, I guess you could consider mundane, but when you actually pay attention to what's happening and the expression on her face and how she's walking and what she's wearing and who she's looking at, there's the horror right there because she's paying attention to the girl that just got out of her car and put money in the meter or whatever. And that's a crazy killer person. You could be that person just getting out of your car and there's a crazy killer staring at you. I mean, that's scary. This movie is so, it's so scary. Yeah, it is. And, and that's, so that's what else, you know, that I was thinking about is, is yes, there are, you know, there, there are slower moments in the, in the movie, but everything is, is needed. Like there's nothing that is wasted in the movie there's no filler you know where you a lot of times you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll watch a horror movie and you know they're they're trying to pad the runtime or they're just throwing things in there you know just to just to do it but yeah. there's nothing everything in this is so intentional and so thoughtful and yeah. so that's you know that that's what really stuck out to me and that's why you know i don't have an issue at all with the pacing i think the pacing is brilliant because i feel like every single thing yeah. in this is is needed you know even Absolutely. the softer yeah the moments yeah I mean, and, you know, talking about like softer moments, like right after this, uh, you know, you get introduced to Brie Grant's character, Olivia, and, you know, she, her hairdresser fell through. And so she gets Claire to do her hair for, the, for her, well, wedding, her wedding hair and then invites Claire's her regular hairdresser. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and so she, 
right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, this, <laughs> these, see, this is why I have you here. Cause I, <laughs> cause I, yeah, I don't, I don't know the difference. I'm like, yeah, why would you have two different hairdressers? <laughs> yeah, because there are different things that you need done. Okay. All right. So see, even that, Although even I that. think that normally you would have your regular hairdresser maybe do your wedding hair, but she does say several times that she doesn't do wedding hair. So. Right. So no plot holes. No plot right. holes. There in are this. no plot holes. In there are no plot holes in this. Yeah. Now that you just said that. Wow. Did Jill write this too? Yep. Yep. She uh, wrote oh, oh and, my God. Where does she and directed. Can she be my best friend? <laughs> yeah. You'll have to reach out and ask her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, could you be our best friend? No. <laughs> no, 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 not ours. Get your own. <laughs> I have no friends. No. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sitting in my basement stroking my hair. Oh I'll be your best friend. And I'll no. let Jill hang out with you sometimes. <laughs> But getting getting back to where we were, um, so you know, like speaking of those of those moments, you know, uh, Olivia uh, inter or not introduces, but um, invites Claire over after she does her hair, and I really love the dynamic uh, between these two characters. It's it's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's just it's so well acted, and I picked this up on my second watch. Um, Olivia is a genuinely good person. She is the, and I, and I picked, I didn't pick it up on the first watch, it, but as soon as I started watching the second time it clicked and I was like, how did I not know that the split screen with the two of them. And then when Olivia starts telling her story and Claire starts telling her story and they're so similar, there's the one that was okay. And the one that wasn't right. And like to see that whatever happened to Claire, because it never really quite says, does it? It doesn't. No. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I mean, she lost her father at a young age, or, or her, her. She never mother, knew her father. She never knew she, her father, but her mother died when she was like seventeen. Yes. 18? Yeah. Um. But kind of the same thing with Olivia. She didn't have her father in the picture, but she and her mother were very close. So what I picked up from this particular scene with the two of them um, opening up to each other and telling each other their stories. Um, Olivia had a very close nurturing relationship with her mother. I don't think that that's what Claire had because everybody says that serial killers are created by the mother and it all depends on the relationship that they have with the mother. And especially from a, like from a feminine, like a, a feminine standpoint, you have to have that bond with your mother or you will be screwed up for the rest of your life. Normally women aren't serial killers, but Claire didn't have that and Olivia did. And I think that my theory is that's when it clicked for Claire that, that this is the exact life that I've been looking for. Because Claire essentially skins people and wears it to feel something, right? 
Yeah. To feel like, more to than live, what she is, to feel right, alike. to live from their perspective. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's when, you know, these other people, like she, she just seems to like, if, if the opening scene is any indication, right. That she meets these people, she does their hair. She doesn't really know them that well, but Olivia, she sees so many similarities and that's when it clicks for her that like, she doesn't want to wear her skin. She wants to be her. She wants the exact life. And there is a difference there. And the innocence in Olivia is so heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time that she doesn't know what Claire is and how Claire is, but then it's also so heartbreaking to see it from Claire's perspective that this is every single thing that I've been looking for. And I think Claire genuinely likes Olivia. Yeah, Aside yeah, from everything else, I think that she actually really likes her. And I think that, I think that there's a little bit of a conflict in Claire through this whole thing that she wants to have Olivia's life, but Olivia could also be the sister that she never had. And that, that, that bond that she never got to have with her mother. I don't know what you guys said in the interview. So I don't know if I'm completely off base with any of this or if you even discussed this, but seeing Claire like just relax just a very little bit and really like, I mean, this fucking actress, I can't get over her. I mean, she was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, her facial expressions, I mean, she was an open book and she didn't talk that much but you felt everything that she was feeling. And, you know, I, it's, it was just, it was genius. And can we also talk about two things? A, when Olivia leaves after asking Claire to come to her house, the smile on Claire's face. I mean, I teared up a little bit because I was so happy for her. And I did it twice, both times that I watched it, I teared up a little bit for her because I felt I was so happy for her. Yeah. But I mean, you scout people, so I doubt you're going to stop. So I should still hate you, but I don't. And another thing, that dress was too fucking big on Olivia. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I've been custom fitted for clothes before. The dress was too big. It was not fit. That's my, literally my only gripe with this entire movie was that, was the dress, the wedding dress. Everything else, I don't, I don't have anything. But the, the dynamic between Olivia and Claire is absolutely beautiful. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I did, I did as well. And kind of like you said, where, she invites her over and she just has that, you know, that, that little moment of joy and but her heart swell up a little bit. It, it did, but then it goes like right into her trying to pick out a wine and she's so tortured about yeah. doing the, doing the wrong thing. And, you know, so it's like, you're watching this. It's like watching something that you cannot stop. Like you're watching a disaster happen that, you know, you just want to fix and there's you nothing help, that you but can, there's absolutely nothing that you can do. 
Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's that, I mean, that, that's what stuck out to me. It's like, you know, you get that little moment of joy, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, things are, things are, and then she goes to the wine store and is just so tortured, but I've been there, you know, I've been like, where I have to go meet new people. <laughs> and I was like, so nervous and uh, so awkward. Uh, like, I just, I don't know, there are times that I just do the same thing. Like, I just, I will like, shut down or worry about doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing. And, and so I was wondering, you know, is that the, like the same for you? Do you get nervous, like trying to interact with, with new people or, or like if you're put into a social situation, like you've never met anybody, are you okay doing that? Or is that something that's, that's difficult? I think that it depends on mood. I mean, I can think of um, people that I was very much anticipating meeting for the first time that I was insanely nervous that I almost didn't because I didn't want to embarrass myself. But um, I mean, for the most part, I don't think that I'm a really, I'm an ambivert. I don't know. I mean, like there are some times that I'm, I don't want to do it and I'm scared. And then there are other times that I'm fine with it. Yeah. And then there are times that I'm so scared and so excited that I don't know how to act. Yeah. And, you know, luckily, you know, and, and like I said, I, I get that because yeah, I'm the same way. There's some times when I'm, I'm feeling it and other times it's just like, I'm terrified. Um, and, you know, it turns out that Claire does the right thing. She picks out, you know, the, the right kind of wine and like, she's happy in this, like this whole, this whole thing goes well. Do you shoulders go down a little bit? When yeah. Olivia was okay with it and she was just, like that was genius. Yeah, where she yeah. just yeah, just relaxes just, you yeah. know, just just a little bit, but then, you know, she feels like she said the wrong the wrong thing and so she goes to her car, you know, and she's just so upset even though, you know, we know that as as an audience that that was it was fine, everything went fine, you know, but she's so distraught um about yeah, but how that. How many times in your life have you said something that you were like, oh, that was so wrong. Yeah. And then you apologize for it. And the person is either like, A, what did you say? Or B, like, I don't, that wasn't at all in any way offensive. Like how many times has that happened to you too? Right. I mean, that's another thing. I, it's entire movie, all you do is sympathize. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's obvious, you know, I mean, just from that, you know, and, and from, you know, the clues that's, that's leading up to it, that things are just not going, to be okay. It's just not going to end well. And so what was your, what was your favorite scene of this, of this movie? It was the consult. It was the wedding consult in the salon when she's so, when Claire is doing the hair and she's being so careful and Olivia is feeling relaxed and there's that back and forth of seeing Olivia's excitement and seeing Claire's anxiety. And then at the end, I mean, that scene when she, I mean, I can't, I got so emotional at Claire's smile. That was my absolute favorite scene of the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. So my, mine is the next one where she kills the barista. That and poor lady. It, it was <laughs> But and it wasn't because I was like, yeah, you know, kill her or, oh, this is awesome. But it was just how well done that it yeah. was. 
because I don't know if you picked up on it, but like when, whenever Claire starts to lose it a little bit or whether, you know, when she starts to get uh, a bit manic or when she gets up, upset, like in a, you know, in a, in a way where she's thinking about harming somebody, like the, the lighting on, on her face and stuff goes like from, you know, the blues and the natural tones to like a red or an orange. Yeah. And so as she's waiting outside of this coffee shop, like contemplating, you know, what she's going to do next, you've just got that. She's just bathed in this orange light. And I'm like, this is so good. And then when she does what she does, you know, and she's, you know, she's just going to town on this girl. Like it's just this red light that's, that's on her face, you know, and you get all this, all this, you know, the blood spray and stuff like that. And so it's it's the just photography oh, good we make i think is part of what makes you sympathize so much with claire because red is angry so she's doing that and you're kind of i mean i was watching that scene like yeah fuck her she didn't do anything why am i mad at her yeah you know i mean like it i this movie is so fucking good i can't it is and you know then she starts because she's got all these conflicting emotions and so her downward spiral is just really really something to behold in this like she just wants to stop and in fact like she's got her her little dungeon that she locks up and stuff you know she yeah, makes, she's like, done yeah she's she she's done she has a best friend now she has a sister she has a mother figure she has she has the female bond she has that that female connection that she wants so badly she doesn't think she needs it anymore. Right. And she kicks her boots off in there and walks out. I mean, that was such a subtle, but such a good touch. Like it just, she was shedding her skin. I mean, she was, it was, I mean, I can't anyway, keep going. Yeah. So whether it's, it's, it's that, or that like the, you know, the scene in the club or something, you know, she just can't stop. And so at this point, did you find yourself like, distancing yourself and i don't know like we we're relating to claire at this point but you know it's obvious that uh, some she's going to do some bad things so did you find yourself distancing yourself at this point from her or are you still are you still connecting with her character neither i was feeling terrible for her i was i was still like just wanting to reach through my screen and hug her because i have been mean girled so many times in my life and I know how terrible that feels. And I mean, for some people, it, you go one way and for some people you go the other. Some people become more introverted and some people become more, um, like they pursue the acceptance more. And I think that in my life, I've become a little bit more introverted. I mean, I've never murdered anybody about it, but I mean, there have been a few situations in my life with other girls being terrible behind my back but in front of my face, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Passive aggressive behaviors and making sure that the text was sent to the wrong number kind of thing that, um, I, I get it. I've been in the bar bathroom while my girlfriends were talking shit and they didn't realize that I was peeing in the stall. That's terrible. I, people are jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lying. That's not why. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. And I could see where somebody would be. I mean, I have, I have been in a lot of rages. I mean, not murderous rages, but I have felt that way that like, you know, 
it feels like the rug is being pulled out from under you because she trusts Olivia and she doesn't know, she doesn't have enough female relationships to know that there are so many different dynamics in a group situation that she thinks she's okay. She feels uncomfortable and she's nervous and she's scared, but she's still like, okay, I've got this. I'll be okay. And then to hear that, God, I just, I, I, I just wanted to grab her and tell her I'll be your best friend. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love how, you know, she, she recognizes that she does have shortcomings. So she's not blind to, yes, she is socially awkward and she says the wrong thing sometimes or does the wrong thing, but she knows it uh, a lot of those times. And so she's, she's trying to hang out and she's trying to, you know, to be normal and she's trying to be friendly. And, you know, I could not help but be reminded like this just made me think of American Psycho. And I'm not, I don't think, I don't think that this was playing, you know, paying homage or anything like that, but it just felt spiritually connected. Like, especially with that, that scene where, you know, Patrick Bateman's in the, in the limousine and his, his fiance asks him why, you know, he's rich. Why is he still working at this company? He doesn't need to do that. And he says, I just want to fit in. Yeah. And, you know, and like I was, I was getting that where you, you know, you've got this, this, this damaged person and they recognize that, you know, that there are things that are off, but they're trying, they're trying to do the, the, you know, the best that they can, or they're trying to live within their world. Yeah. And, you know, it's just not working out for them. Did you get those vibes as well? Or did this remind you of anything else? Like, I didn't you know, until you asked me, like until you brought it up. I mean, yeah, I can see that absolutely now. Um, no, I didn't draw any comparisons to any other films, any other characters, anything like that. While I was watching, I drew comparisons to real life. Yeah. This movie was just for as far fetched as it is. I mean, this movie is so real. The emotions in this movie are so real. So I, yeah, no, I, I was drawing from my life. And maybe, maybe it's different for you because women are catty bitches. And if you don't have a lot of female friends, you don't get it. I was, I was as well. And I mean, I was drawing, yeah, I was drawing things and I could see things from my own life in her character as well. But, you know, I just, that, that link just kind of stuck out to me. And I'm not saying, and like I said, I don't think that this, that the stylist took any inspiration from that. This movie is, it's, it's definitely it's it's unique and it's original it's its own thing oh um, yeah yeah no I, yeah she didn't do that on purpose anyway okay <laughs> so yeah i'm not saying that you know that there were that, that there's anything comparable uh to that but it just you know just the, that one thing to where it's like these two characters who are trying to just exist you know and yeah. and so that, that just kind of kind of stuck out to me and you know like you said i'm this movie affected me on such a deep level. And I've, I've talked about it a couple of times. I'll say, it, you know, kind of briefly one, one more time here, but it's like, you know, I'm watching this movie and I'm just, I'm devastated as, as it's going, going along. Yeah. And I just, because I'm connecting, I connected so deeply uh, with her that I just wanted her to be okay. Because if, if she was okay, then I felt like I would be okay. Like I was, I, you know, I was like, yeah. Claire and I were going on this journey together and I'm like, we exactly. can make it, we can make exactly. it. <laughs> this movie is devastating. 
especially at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll get right into that. So we'll go to the 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 ending of this movie is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And there's before, a before, very, very quickly before we go into like the actual ending ending of the movie, I think that we should just touch upon the fact that she ruins her relationship with, with uh, Olivia. Yeah. By being too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that's I mean, like she starts spiraling. Like really spiraling at the club, but. When Olivia doesn't reject her but in her eyes rejects her in the parking garage that's when it's oh, poor claire poor olivia yeah. too olivia didn't deserve that she was a nice lady right yeah and you know at that at that point it's just yeah it's it's done and things are set in motion and there is nothing that's stopping this train at at that point yeah and so yeah so the the end like i said the ending of this movie is incredible and there is a character and i do not want to give spoilers away we've done pretty good you know yes there was spoilers here and there um you know little ones but there is a character that gets put in danger at the end of this movie and i'm like oh no oh i hope that and so we talked a little bit about this on the poughkeepsie tapes about how they did something similar to this and they just fucked it up the way that they that they did that 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 you know I thought was was really smart at least on on my part and I, I know you didn't quite get those those same vibes but I thought it was really really well done in that the way that they ratcheted up that tension and then continued to build it until the very finale and Poughkeepsie takes take take notes you stupid piece of shit movie this is this is how you do an ending if you, if you, if you want to be if you want to be shocking. <laughs> If you want to be shocking if you know if you want your your ending to be devastating this is fucking how you do an ending um, you poughkeepsie tapes <laughs> so what were what were your thoughts on the on the uh the climax of the film i have a question about the ending okay because i watched it twice but i didn't rewind as i was watching either time um so are we spoiling the end can we say what happens at the end we're not no, no, no spoilers. And I can't ask ending. my question, so I can't give my answer. Okay. Well, I just, mean, the ending uh, was amazing. I mean, it was the most unpredictable, predictable ending that I've ever seen in my life. Because when she says that thing to her, I kind of thought that she was going to leave. Yeah. I didn't think that she was going to do what she did. Right. So, But then I realized, like, as the final scene was happening and I realized that, that yeah I mean obviously this is what's going to happen but I didn't think that I I didn't expect that until it happened and I I have a question can I can you cut it out yeah yeah go ahead okay when he lifts the veil and it's Claire wearing Olivia's scalp is it is there that one split second that it's Olivia's face I didn't think so. I don't. I don't think so. But I'll have to go back and watch. I think it was, and I think that that was. See, but I can't spoil it, so I can't say it. But like, I think that that was that was the most genius part of this entire movie is that the confusion, her confusion when everybody's freaking out and running out, it's because she thinks she's Olivia. Yeah. I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and watch that now because I don't. 
just the ending just it, from the time yeah. he lifts the veil until everybody starts running out there's just a little split second that it is olivia wearing her own scalp like it still looks like this but it's a i swear to god it's olivia's face i'm gonna go check that out and and then we can talk about it but um but yeah i don't i and the reason i know normally we just spoil the shit out of everything which is fine i don't want to spoil this though yeah you're like, right not spoiling i think everybody should watch this yeah this is this is a movie they and they just they just dropped it onto shutter it's it's been streaming for a year and it has been building momentum but now that it's it's on shutter it's now open to a, a, a much wider audience and you there are so many people kind of like a cult classic like a cult movie oh yeah yeah i think it already is a cult classic i think within probably five years this is this is going to be a smash this is going to be one that people go back and point to something like the witch or uh the babadook or something like that where people like oh this film is really really good um i I, I think it's going to have that kind of status it, you have to think about this movie this is not just your running like how you called it a slasher earlier because essentially yes it is but it's a really smart slasher. Like you have to, you have to like pay attention and you have to, it's, it's not what a, it's not a typical slasher at all. Right. I mean, like this is, I know why you love this. This is the A24 of slashers. Well, other than I, X. <laughs> I was gonna say X is the A24 of slashers, but. X is the actual A24 slasher, but this is like, yeah. This is an art house. Yeah, you're right. This is an yeah. art house slasher this, film. And I don't usually like art house, but God, this movie is so good. Okay. When you said um, yesterday, how many times you've watched it? I was like, Jesus, but I could actually see that now after watching yeah, this, it a second time. I, I watched it a second time because I felt like I had to, but I, I would watch it again. Yeah. I, this is in my like regular rotation. So I've seen it seven times now and every couple of months or so, you know, I'm watching movies and I'm like, man, I've been watching a bunch of shit. <laughs> so it's like, I need to, I need to watch something that makes me feel intelligent and I'll go back and, and watch this one. Um, because it's, it's, it's not only is it, it is, is it smart, but it's, it's, it's super entertaining. It really is entertaining. Uh, yeah. it's just, it's a, it's a really good film, yeah. but before we get into our, ratings are there are you have any final thoughts or anything else that you want to that you wanted to talk about or touch on anybody that hasn't watched this yet that actually stuck around for this entire thing listen to what we're saying because this is not going to be what you think it's going to be like this is a movie that's going to make you think so when the movie makes you think let yourself think and let yourself feel you have to you have to put yourself in every single character's shoes in order to truly understand what you're seeing. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think I've touched on about everything that, that I wanted to hit on because I don't also, I don't want to get... Jill, you're a genius and I love you and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out. <laughs> yeah. You're my best friend now, you just don't know me. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, she's she's brilliant. That would be fun. Yeah, have, having a beer with with with, with Jill would uh, that would you probably. You are not invited. Stop inviting yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Having a beer at the house while you go hang out. You know, I'm hearing about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that would be that would be the highlight of my day. <laughs> okay. So on a scale of one to five. Five. Oh, that was first viewing was a three and a half. Three to a three and a half. Second viewing, five. Movie's fucking perfect. So on a scale of one to five for me. And this needs no caveats, nothing. It was a it was a five out of five the first time I watched it. And really I keep saying Yeah. And I keep saying that I keep coming up on this film. And you know, there are films that I'll rate five out of five that I may not be like the greatest film ever or something like that, you know. Yeah. Just um, and you, even sometimes you score on enjoy like right. you enjoy, yeah. Exactly. I, I just really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And I really understood. Yes, this is an art house film. It's really good. Um, I'm enjoying the vibes. I'm enjoying the cinematography, the color, the lighting, uh, the, you know, all the aesthetics uh, of this film. I, and I really liked it. So it wasn't that I, you know, I thought it was a lesser film, but it was just, it just kept coming up on, on basically my, my list that I, that I have. And so it's still a five out of five for me, obviously. But now, to me, this film is a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah. It is a masterpiece of, yeah. of filmmaking. One of my favorite films of all time. I cannot it's, believe that this movie is an independent film. And I cannot believe, I cannot bring myself to believe that this is a first-time writer-director. Yeah, that's just so impressive. The, the, the fucking talent that this girl has friend i mean wear it well yeah yeah I mean, so so like impressive laying down red carpets for her to go get her dry cleaning i mean she's right. unbelievable give she give her all, all the money give her all the money to all do the money whatever she wants yeah 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 oh i mean it's it's so it's just brilliant it's yeah. brilliant and if like we said if you have not seen this movie you, you've got to go check it out. It's it is absolutely worth picking up, buying on Blu-ray. However, however you you know you talk about you, a hidden fucking gem. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Just yeah. an incredible film. Yeah. Well, that's that's it for us today. We we made it. We, I somehow managed not to just drool all over my computer as I was talking about this movie because I love it so much. <laughs> but um yeah it's it, it this is just so amazing and i'm uh man i'm so so just amazed that i had the opportunity um you know to get to interview the director and we got to to hear from her before we actually did our review that was just an amazing experience and hey guys we do this for you i hope i hope that all of y'all enjoyed that please go check out this film if you have have never seen it it is amazing. And we have got some ridiculously awesome things on the horizon for all of you. We've got more interviews. We've got special episodes. We've got some crazy stuff coming up. So we are just going to get bigger and better. We're, we're, I, we'll, we'll talk about it. But we got we got all kinds of stuff uh, that are in store for this show. And I am so excited about it. And again, listeners, we love you. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to interact with us, Tell us what you thought about the style. I, I want to know what you guys thought about the style. But yeah, I really, I, I want to know what you guys' thoughts are on this movie. Have you seen it? What do you what do you think about it? Are you on board with where we're at? Or do you come a little bit lower? I'd love to know what, what y'all think. And you can find me on 
on Twitter at Woods Podcast One, or you can uh, also check us out on Instagram, Woods Podcast One. You can email the show podcast in the woods one at gmail.com and gabby and i would love 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 to hear from you and as always yeah if you send something in we would be happy to read that your opinion out on the show even if it differs from mine because i mean you guys know sometimes my opinions are kind of crazy although again this week i defended my opinion last week and i will do it so again this week so if you disagree with me this time that's fine everybody has their own tastes and opinions well i know that you're right because i agree with you Yes. So <laughs> Gabby's always right. So she <laughs> agrees with me this time. Thank you for realizing that. <laughs> so if you disagree with us, then you're going to have to deal with her. And that is it for Love us that. today. <laughs> That's it for us today. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And until next time, why don't you tell the listeners good night, Gabby? Good night. Good night, guys, and stay scurry.